0: I only listen to Soho Radio.
1: listening to Roaring Twenties Radio on Soho Radio and this is our April episode and we're very excited to be here. I'm your host Selina Godden and I'm here with my
2: co-host Amarose Abrams and
1: Matt Abbott.
3: It's really <laughs> lovely
1: we're here together all three of us and we've got a fantastic packed show for you. We've got so much, uh, so many amazing things to tell you about books and art and And all that beautiful stuff. But before we get going, let's have a beautiful track. What are we listening to first?
2: Our first track is going to be Jan Tiersen, and it's Le Fablo Destin d'Amélie Poulain. Okay.
1: well, let us go there then. listening to Roaring Twenties Radio on Soho Radio. I'm so happy to be here. And that was a beautiful piece of music chosen by Matt. Um, And I'm glad that you chose that because my favourite thing that I've done since we last did the show is I went to Lyon and spoke at Lyon University and had such an amazing time pretending to be a French girl. So that piece of music really, really, um, yeah, it was just an incredible experience to go and do this conference and meet all these people that uh, are teaching and studying my work. Um, It never occurred to me actually that that would happen that people in other countries and other languages would be sort of breaking down my work and making phds out of mrs death and i was it was really fantastic so i'm glad you chose that piece of french music there from amelie um yeah so what have you been up to you two
2: Oh, I've been doing a lot of writing, actually. None of it's come out. So it's one of those times when you're like, as a journalist, you're like, I'm working, but you wouldn't know. (laughs) It's all kind of like coming out later. But yeah, I've had a really lovely kind of month of just doing different articles and things like that. Um, One came out this week, which was an interview with a Palestinian photographer, um, Adam Ruhana, who um, has published his photos for the first time. Pictures of just um, daily life in Palestine, which I was really happy with and got quite a nice response to and really really enjoyed that and yeah it's just that busy busy time of year where you kind of like what's going on you're kind of looking around and then next thing you know it's like so much stuff is happening so yeah that's kind of where i'm at at the moment uh, how about you matt uh
3: yeah similar i've been doing a lot of writing but i'm just finishing uh, my novel so uh, <laughs> like no one really knows i've been doing it for nearly four years and i'm yeah. paranoid that people think i've just quit poetry I haven't quit poetry. I've been working on this, but I'm really like, I'm like 90% of the way there. But also Elon Musk has taken away my blue tick on Twitter. So I've kind of just been wandering the streets, like shouting. <laughs> I don't know who I am. I not like verify. Who am I? Am I, am I? am I not? Am I not? I don't know. I don't, I'm don't. verified. I'm, yeah. So I don't, I don't really know. i have had a bit of a wobble, to be honest.
2: And are you going to pay
3: for it? No. I'm not going to pay. <laughs> no, come on. No, i not going to pay I for it. I heard
2: someone quite sensibly saying, they're rubbish with security at Twitter, so why would you give them your credit card details for any reason whatsoever?
1: Well,
3: yeah.
2: Exactly, good point.
3: <laughs> no, but yeah, just lots of writing. And then my son's won in like three weeks, which it's... is a bit crazy, so I've been oh, buying I can't believe presents. he's won already. I know, it's mad. Yeah. It's mad. Good fun, though. Um, yeah, so we have some wonderful guests in the studio today. We have Dean Atta. Hello. On, me. I'm actually
4: shell shocked because I just checked my blue tick is gone as well uh, I didn't realize that was happening and yeah. I'm just kind of like whoa big news broken whoa. to me live <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry to do
3: that today.
4: I'm here for you if you need but I'm not to. paying for it not gonna pay for it so there we go
3: <laughs> and we also have Victoria uh, Vanessa Frischsted, aka Swedish Vanessa
5: Yay! Woo! the, hello, the hello, legend everybody. herself yes
2: <laughs> And we're going to be hearing about um, all of these amazing and um, Vanessa's kind of exhibition. Well, her career precedes this, but the amazing exhibition "Big Women" that Vanessa was involved in making stuff for and organising, which is really exciting.
1: Yeah. For any, anyone that's uh, does it, aren't aware of who Dean Atta and Vanessa are, they're going to tell you who who are you, Dean Atta? Um,
4: I am no longer verified on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I am a poet and. Uh, YA novelist. YA stands for young adults. So I've written um, two poetry collections and two young adult novels in verse. Um, the novels in verse are called The Black Flamingo and Only on the Weekends. I think The Black Flamingo is making waves across the world. It's being translated into lots of languages and um, has won some awards and um, yeah, is being adapted for TV. Um, and yeah, my, my poetry started as spoken word poetry and then page poetry and I do a lot of teaching in schools and work working with young people and adults that want to learn to write poetry.
1: Marvellous. It's so good to have you in here. You've been on my list for ages, but you've been living up in Scotland and now you're here in London. Yeah, so I was okay. like, get him, get him in here. <laughs> and uh, Vanessa, can you tell the listeners who you are? Oh, my who God. You are? Who well, what are you are? Well, I'm Belle? a big woman. Very
6: big. <laughs> <laughs> I happen to be Swedish as well, but that doesn't matter. So uh, I've always been doing graphic design, a bit of art, uh, but a lot of photography. Uh, Which I haven't really thought about that I, I haven't thought that I did photography until actually now. (laughs) But I've always done it somehow. And um, over the last four years and during the pandemic, I started to take out all my high eight footage and all my old footage. And I thought I must do something with it. So when Sarah Lucas asked me to be part of this show called Big Women, she said, do what you want. Just get out with it. Get out with your stuff and show us what you have. And I thought this is the best opportunity I could possibly have and just this now or never. So I started to learn to edit and I had a brilliant editor called Phil Smith as well who helped me for 10 days. But uh, yeah, so I've been doing that a lot and I still continue to edit and I find it. I found a new thing now with the moving image kind of thing, you know,
1: but otherwise I do graphic design and and uh, bits and bobs. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. It's so good to have you in here. I mean, I think I've known both of you, Dean and Vanessa, for a really long time. I know yeah. I've known Vanessa, I've known you since the 90s and the Colony yeah. Room and, yeah. and all of that, yeah. so it's great to have you in here. It was Phil um,
6: Dirtbox uh, that I fell in love with <laughs> uh, back in, yeah, 90-something, end of 90s, and he introduced me to you because you did the poems there yeah, uh, the colony
7: shouting loud very sweary <laughs> poems.
6: talking loud that was beautiful I will always remember that yeah Aww. good times so and yeah. I think
4: I must have met you in early 2000s like because I think it was like 2003 I started doing poetry and getting onto the scene and I would come to your book club boutiques that's and saw I'm you remembering. around that's what i yeah just you blew my mind and Uh-oh. just you know your freedom and your big heart and the way you invited so many people yeah. into your community it was just wonderful to be part of and oh, so yeah, it's encouraged yeah. me definitely to <laughs> really to did. do a lot of the same things because I've had a great role model in you, Selena. Oh, oh. yeah.
1: Oh. <laughs> Quick, hurt. put some music
4: on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Selena's blushing a little <laughs> bit. What I choose? What I Okay.
2: <laughs> all right, we're gonna have a bit of BB King now. You're still my woman. Mm.
7: I don't get that glad to see you welcome, that glad to see you welcome anymore Oh, but to me it's just like it used to be, baby Because you are still my woman This way.
2: That was B.B. King, You're Still My Woman. I really, really love that song and I haven't listened to it for years. So that was lovely for me, at least. Um, Right, we're back. We're back and we have Matt in the studio with us, which is amazing. (laughs) And um, he is going to give us his poetry roundup.
3: Yes, get your calendars and your CVC codes out because I've got some amazing events for you. I'm going to start off in Bristol. So beginning today in Bristol is Lyra, which is the Bristol Poetry Festival. It's on until the 1st of May. It's packed full of events, workshops, performances, masterclasses, talks, all kinds of stuff. Caroline Bird, Ross Martin, John Hegley, Jacob Samlerose, a whole host of acts. So if you are down in the South West, get to Bristol Poetry Festival all over the city on Tuesday... Up in Leeds, come to the Hyde Park Book Club because I've got Stephen James Smith in the snug. It's the first of our snug sessions. Stephen is a really highly acclaimed Irish poet who's currently on a UK tour. Very kindly asked if I'd like to host the Leeds leg and obviously I said yes. So come along on Tuesday, that's going to be great. On Thursday, which is the 27th, up in Manchester, you can see the Punk in Drublick. Sixth birthday party. I always get that wrong. Pumpkin Drublick. Uh, sixth birthday party. They're raising money for the mustard tree homelessness charity. It's at Lock 91 and it's a tenor. Uh, another festival to shout out in Liverpool uh, from the 2nd to the 31st of May is Writing on the Wall Festival. You've done that a lot, haven't you, yeah, Selena? I, I think. Love that it's yeah, it's like really rebellious. Um, Anarchy, kind of, it's great, and it like yeah. it's really good. Uh, they've got Kit Deval, Michael Rosen, Travis Alabanza, Loki, and again, events, workshops, all kinds of stuff. Thursday the 11th of May, down here in London, you can see Outspoken at the South Bank. It's £12 a ticket, and they have K Tempest. I'm not sure who that is. K Tempest, <laughs> uh, Travis Alabanza, Dalgit Nagra, and Mizey. Uh, so, yeah, what a phenomenal lineup. Uh, really, uh, as always, a phenomenal lineup. Friday the 12th, if you're a lot further up north, uh, up in Edinburgh, you can see Loud Poets at the Scottish Storytelling Centre. They've not yet announced the lineup, but it will be good. Have you done Loud Poets at the Scottish Sc- Storytelling Centre, Dean? No, I think i moved. Scotland, uh, they wanted me to do it and so it didn't work out never mind <laughs> never mind Wednesday the 17th of May go see Jaw Dance at Rich Mix Apples and Snakes Jaw Dance at Rich Mix Wednesday the 17th of May again they've not announced the lineup yet but they don't need to it's going to be great Thursday the 8th of May if you're in my neck of the woods come to Chelping at the Leeds Library we have Rachel Long and Catherine Millington plus open mic and it's only a fiver which is ace um, and then finally on the 16th of June in Hebden Bridge there's an event called Beyond the Furthest City light at the trades club which is toria garbutt and roy who are two of my favorite people and favorite writers and favorite poets so make sure you add those to your calendar if any are applicable if not i do apologize i try my best oh also keep your eyes peeled for nottingham poetry festival that's from the 26th to the 29th of may and they've not announced the lineup yet either these people, they need to get a move on. I want to include as much information as I can. Why are they
2: withholding this information from us?
3: I guess it's just either the slack, or I like to think they're just building up the anticipation.
2: Well, it's working.
3: Or they're waiting for the poets to reply to their emails. Maybe, I don't know. They're just hoping. They're still approaching people now. Um, no, I'm only kidding. They're not slack at all. They're just fantastic event. I'm a little bit ahead. I think we have only just done the last event. They're all brilliant programmers. I love them. That's why I mention them because you don't need to know the lineup. You should just go. <laughs> um, right. So, a couple of books that I've picked out Oakley Flanagan. We like Oakley, Yay! don't we? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've read it, by the way. Have you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, well. I, did a
1: quote for it. I got a proof copy. Oh, my God. It's so fantastic. Oakley is such an incredible poet.
3: G&T, is called. As you know, it's out on Outspoken on the 18th of May. It's a pamphlet-length poem exploring themes of queerness, sexuality and desire. Told through a series of anonymous encounters and relationships with older men, G&T moves between the anonymity of the early hours and the cold light of day. Um, So yeah, Oakley is is just beautiful, aren't they? They are really great. and um, Yeah, I can't wait to read that myself. Um, Anna... Seferovic has a collection called Matarina out on Verve Poetry Press at the 6th of July but you can pre-order it now. The poems in Belgrade-born Anna Seferievich's *Materina* address multiple layers of what both mother and motherland mean, with new meaning refracted when these are located within the context of war and migration, the altered-slash-altering body which does not and felt only in relation to another body. So that looks great. That's out on Verve Poetry Press. Mark Coverdale, uh, who is a friend of our, ours, who's a designer for my label Nymphs and Thugs, he's just published a pamphlet called New European Art on Flight of a Dragonfly. He sent us a few poems and he's given me a little blur in the recording so we're going to hear that in a bit but shout out to Mark Um, penultimate collection it's uh, various poets in a collection called Minor Notes Volume 1 this is out now on Penguin Random House it's the first volume in an anthology series that amplifies the voices of unsung black poets to paint a more robust picture of our national past and of a black literary imagination with a foreword by uh, Tracy K Smith basically um, two writers Joshua Bennett and Jesse McCarthy they kept discovering poets Uh, from long out-of-print collections and forgotten journals, which had been neglected and ignored, even by scholars of black poetry. So they decided to start collecting these and um, present them in this beautiful new series of anthologies. So that's called Minor Notes, Volume 1, and it's out now on Penguin. Uh, And then finally, José Olivares has a collection out on Corsair called Promises of Gold. Love is at the heart of everything we do and yet is often mishandled, misrepresented, or narrowly defined. How many bad lovers have gotten poems? How many crushes? No disrespect to romantic love, but what about our friends? Those homies who show up when the romance ends to help you heal your heart. Those homies who are there all along, cheering for us and reminding us that love is abundant. So that is Promises of Gold by Jose Olivares, out now on Corsair.
2: All right, cool. wonderful. Thanks, Matt. As always, very <laughs> comprehensive and thorough roundup of what's going on in the world of poetry. Mm. Really great. So we have some poems from your last night that you did. Can you tell me a bit about that?
3: Uh, Yeah, so it was was Nafisa Hamid and Claire Shaw. Uh, Nafisa's is a poem called B8 Branded, which is from her debut collection, Besharam. And Claire Shaw did a poem called Lorry Driver, which is about what Claire would do if they weren't a poet. Um, Yeah, Nafisa and Claire are just stunning. Uh, I had to include these recordings. Um,
2: All right, wonderful. I think we're going to hear Claire, then we're going to hear Nafisa. Great. All
8: right. When all this is over, I will take to the road where the day starts at 3am and conversation is largely a matter of country music on late-night stations. I want to learn a new language, to blow my doors off to be southbound and hammer down through Europe to drive through centuries of forest, the memories of trees in the dark. I intend to travel in straight lines, to be shocked by the colour each morning, to stop only where the services are worth it. I want to be stalked by wolves, to drive on bridges that might not hold. I won't hurry. On the high tracks above La Paz, I will take it steady. Where dusty plastic flowers mark the graves. I will be adept with a mallet and hammer. And the weather will be my story. The world will shrink in my mirror. Storms will approach me. I want life to drive towards me. All lit up. I want to be awake through the night. With hundreds of miles still to go.
9: So I grew up in um, a part of Birmingham called Alam Rock, which I always say this whenever I read the poem in other cities, I'm like, I don't actually know what the equivalent in Leeds is. Um, I don't know, it's like your, what the council might call a deprived area, an economically deprived area. <laughs> and I will put some more money into us than Um <laughs> <laughs> It's called B8 Branded. B8 is is the postcode of this area, On the 14 bus, you might see the words Alan Throck" carved into the tacky blue plastic of the second seat in the third row from the back. It means dirty. And I definitely have no idea who put it there. This is for the 14 bus. For Alumrock Rock Road, for K and K Rajashtore, for Tinsel Man, for Biting Man, for Men Larger Than Legends. For Gungool's Minaret, for Sajid's Chippy, for Sunday Night Takeaway. For Somali Park, for Aunties in the Park, for Unclogging Our Hearts. This is for the last standing Irish pub on the corner before the hill. This is for the tensions, three generations, maybe more, tend to a house, for B8 postcode wars, for blood and vomit congealed drains and police cordon roads, for men out late and girls in by eight. This is for the girl at Shaw Hill primary learning not to kick boys in the groin, for the ones hiding under tables in the English room to miss P.E., for the bullies, the lunchtime hustlers selling B&H singles for 50p. For the girl stuck in science who wants to be a champion boxer For the boy in the changing rooms writing a book for his mum For AK-47s lost on sides of sofas For Biggie the weed dealer Biggie, 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 can't you see? You keep me up all night, distracting me in the aisles of Nisa local for Mr Singh to see. Boys on my mind, can't you see? This looks a lot like codependency. Mm-hmm. Can't worry about Friday night mediocrity, because mm-hmm. i got to pause and worry about me. Can't worry yet about adding to the family tree, because i still got to sit and think about me. Who and where and what I want to be. <laughs> Smokers in that part of the playground. And for that time, you're in that teacher's face. For the head teacher who believed in 8th, ninth, and 10th chances. This is for the girls who want to wear jeans, not silverical reeds, thank you very much. But the daughter trying to fit into her first pair of jeans at 13. For the secret boyfriends making out in and Park, first love and the rouse when your parents found out. For we are not terrorists, we are love. For the students telling newspapers, no, sir, we were not radicalized, we were not forced to do anything. This is for brothers sewing machines in family kitchens, for tailors who charge way too much, for the years we spent stitching and selling coats from the living room floor, for the parents trying to keep their kids in school, for the kids who cannot be in school. This is for the kids who help paint the mural on the End Park Bridge, for Washwardy versus Parkview versus Saltley versus Smalley versus everyone versus the grammar school kids.
10: <laughs>
9: <laughs> everyone together again. For the missing girl and her parents, her parents, we pray for her parents. For the man who stole a child just because he could. For the victims of shaming and the families that are afraid of questions because our business is our business. For those of us who trust too much and those of us told to trust no one, this poem is for Imtiaz's year Kansa, cancer, for the parents who made it to the Macmillan coffee mornings. Jam and coconut slices from corner sharp chai in polystyrene cups, Medina bakery fairy cakes iced generously by our kids the night before. This poem ain't afraid, man, this poem is petrified, tell it like it is. This poem is for Alim Throck. Carved into the tacky blue plastic of the 14 bus seats and I still have no idea who put it there, but if I did, (coughs) I'd tell that person, this is not Alam Thrak, because Thrak means dirt, and we are nothing rotten, not disgusting round here. We are so much more than we believe, so much more than we were told, so much more than the media bashing of our schools. So this, this is for us, for generations of migrants, for generations of displaced migrants, trouble heads, fast tongues, gift of the gab. For the times me and Be sat on the garden wall looking over Allen Rock's Eid lights. For the neighbours cooking extra portions for Iftar. This is for last minute Eid shoppers, the brides-to-be crossing continents to get here. The glittering stores are B.A. opening till midnight, waiting. For the five foot by five foot gardens kept in immaculate condition. For your little sister, who named the cat Billy, even though it literally translates to cat in Urdu. <laughs> for the family gatherings, that new baby, graduation, birthdays and big news, this is for the new girl next door. Friends that covered my back, Mr. Pope's circle time. So sort of skipping school with your best friends to celebrate your 16, by stealing the weighted balloons from Carphone Warehouse and feeling like the baddest bitches that ever did <laughs> <laughs> This is for all the times we told our parents we were studying hard after school and for, the, for all the times they did not believe you. For disastrous family trips to weston Supermare or Blackpool or wherever else your dad's free day took you on. For the times you heard the TV trolley being rolled into class. For the teacher who introduced you to reading books you might actually want to read. For the gay boy in the bushes. For the girl who was told she was pretty for a black girl. For the girl who fainted during a sex head video. For the year nine girls discovering the horror of monobrows and mustaches. For the day your mum hands you your first box of Jolene. About time, says your best mate. This is for your migrant grandfather who worked the Birmingham factories in the 70s. For the glaring sunlight that came through the day Smith and nephew came tumbling down. the grief of what we've seen collapse. For also the hope in the space laid bare. As a blank page, this, man, this is for all of us. This poem ain't afraid. Man, this poem is petrified. Tell it like it is. You'll find me sat on the top deck at the back of the 14 bus, carving myself into the tacky blue plastic of the second seat in the third row from the back. Be 8 branded, yeah. This is not Alam rock because Throck means dirt, and we are not dirt, but dirt formed to rock round here.
11: So much for having us on the best poetry arts and culture show and letting us share a couple of poems from the new pamphlet new european art is a poetic journey through central and eastern europe and modern britain via abstract expressionism northern soul football polish punk capitalism conflict and survival avant-garde theater the met police Mini coopers brexit basquiat pickles and the kinks the first poem coat is sadly a true tale and an expression of solidarity with the people of Ukraine. A lot of the book is about the absolute state of post-Brexit Britain, summed up neatly, I think, by the second poem, Plaque Hard." Cheers for listening. It's 1987. I'm sat glum-faced and nervous in the world's smallest village school. Debbie Green gets the instruction to show me a home for my standard-issue orange-lined and shiny blue. I wonder... What this future will do. I laugh. Kiss chase 37 years to a small boy on the Ukraine Poland border. Sat glum faced and nervous in the world's largest village school, wondering what the future will do. The volunteer asks, Can I take your coat? No. My mum says I have to keep it on. In case we have to run again. Fast. I no longer laugh. Pick for Britain. Britain picked. Now look at it.
0: Kicking when the room is spinning and the words aren't sticking. On the radio drama, better runaway model with a face like sin and a hand like a James Joyce novel. Saying sister sis, for for how I missed you, missed you, let's go wrist to wrist and take the skin off of my blister. The boys in the better land. The driver's got names, so they two double barrels. He spits out, prints out, only smokes carols. And he's refreshing the world in mind, body, and spirit. Mind, body, and spirit, you better hear it and fear it. Oh, that's the spirit. Saying sister, sister, how I miss let's go, instant, wrist- and take your skin off of this is. Huh? If you're a rock star, pawn star, superstar, doesn't matter what you are, get yourself a good car, get out of here. Yeah. Put the boys in the better alive. You're always talking about the boys in the beds alive. Names to fill two double barrels He spits out, brits out, only smoke carols And he's refreshing the world in mind, body and spirit Mind, body and spirit, you better hear that spirit Ah, that's the spirit Saying sister, sister, how I missed you, missed you Let go wrist to wrist So take the skin off of a blister If you're a rock star, porn star, superstar, doesn't matter what you are. Get yourself a good car, get out of here. Yeah. Put the boys in the better land. You're always talking about the boys in the better land. The boys in the better land. Put the boys in the better land. The the better land. You're always talking about those boys in the better land.
1: Listening to Roaring Twenties Radio on Soho Radio, Matt. If people want to tweet along or message us on the internet, where shall they find us?
3: www.twitter.com forward slash Roaring Twenties Radio, and the Twenties is two zero s. Roaring Twenties Radio. We don't have a blue tick, but it is us. <laughs> it is us, and on Instagram as well. Roaring Twenties Radio. It's uh, t- and the tw- Twenties is a two zero s. And if you want to listen to us, uh, we're on Apple podcasts, Spotify podcasts, anywhere you usually listen to a podcast or ask your smart speaker to play Roaring Twenties Radio.
1: Thank you, Matt. Now I can find Roaring Twenties Radio whenever I like.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So coming up next, we have um, the art roundup from Emma Rose. Hello. Um basic this month i just want to talk about a couple of shows that are opening that i think are really good the first one opened yesterday and it's um france lise McGurn, which opened at simon lee she is a young female artist and i really love her work because it's kind of like free drawn but with a lot of color so she'll have these one and they're they can, she does these wonderful huge murals, but then she also does paintings, and they're all kind of very much. Sim- they seem at first like simple line drawings of groups of people, and you're like, is this an orgy? Is it a party? Is it is it kind of just is it kind of just an abstract scene? You don't know. And she uses a lot of colour, but they're really full of movement. And they're deceptively communicative at first, it's like it seems like it's just a picture of a group of people, and then there's so much in there, and her use of color is really amazing and I love the fact that she is getting a show somewhere like Simon Lee, which I'll remind you it's free to go to and is in Mayfair so and so you just you know like all commercial galleries, they are free to attend, which is. It's really great if you just want to see some art and you don't want to pay £25 for a ticket. (laughs) (laughs)
6: Unless you buy some art as well.
2: And um, another place I went to, which was a really interesting um, uh, space, which is I think is a guardianship. They're calling it St Chad's. I think they have it for as long as they have the guardianship. It's in King's Cross in St Chad's place. And it's run, um, it's an artist-run space. It's a really great space. And at the moment they have Lawrence Owen who 's done um a series of his kind of like mixed media sculptures that are based loosely well not so loosely around leisure vehicles, so they 're so light but things that you would sail on mainly, so they look a little bit like a kind of boat, they look a little bit like a surfboard, but he 's kind of changed them and adapted ah. them and it 's really yeah they 're really beautiful and so there 's a series of these sculptures and you can see them at st chad's and it 's just a really interesting um venue you can follow them on instagram find them on instagram and yeah really interesting venue and just great to have a venue in that area of london which is showing kind of it i mean lawrence has definitely emerged but you know certain level of artist who at the moment finds it quite difficult to show in london There's just not that many spaces like that at the moment so get down and support them for as long as they have the guardianship And um, at Tate, two great shows opening at Tate, Hilma Af Klint, wonderful, wonderful Swedish painter. You'll think that these paintings have been made 20 years ago. No, they were made at the 10th century. She was a trailblazer in her time, way, way ahead of her time. And her paintings are just also quite psychedelic, but also they will just take you in. They're just really beautiful, beautiful works of art. I don't really want to spoil it. One thing I will say, though, is that you will be flabbergasted when you hear when she made them because they just look so contemporary so mm. and they're so exciting and it's a woman artist who is again like so many women artists posthumously getting her due so go and support Hilma I'm and the sure. colours of yeah, her colours the phenomenal phenomenal yeah. and there's some abstract some are visual like the swan kind of mirrored painting is just so wonderful she just is just a, such a fantastic artist so go and find out about her at Tate and then on Tuesday, we have Ju- Isaac Julian, beloved Isaac love Julian. So, such a love lovely, this. lovely man, mainly working in film and installation, some photography, kind of like, but mainly film and installation. He is such a hugely intelligent, verbose artist who deals with queer life, black life, representation, stories of co- colonialization, but also stories of people and where they fit into History and how they fit in. For example, he did something on the uh, art critic and um, academic Alan Loke, who was the first black Rhodes scholar, which I think is like when the, it, so you would come over and study at Oxford. Mm. And he, he was a trailblazer in so many ways, and he did a lot of art history work around. African art modern and for his time contemporary and lived in Paris and was part of that whole movement and so but he does a lot of work about like that about contextualizing these historical figures but then he'll also address other themes and yeah he's and visually it's just so rewarding
6: really beautiful work. So I think
2: go down and check out Isaac Julian's show. And even
6: the screens, the the video screens, whatever they call them, they're just incredible.
2: Exactly, the quality of the work and the installations.
6: Never never seen anything like it.
2: And then there's one work, Statues Never Die, the one uh, by Alan Loke, which, about Alan Loke, sorry. They're double-sided screens and they're kind of set at an angle so you can walk in between them And you're never missing any of the film. You're kind of seeing something on the reverse. And also you can get this really amazing use of the space. Because a film can be quite tricky. Yeah. I think we'll get onto that (laughs) later. (laughs) But it's a really amazing way of using the space and allowing you to kind of be within his ideas, I suppose. You could talk about it like that. But yeah, moving on. Um We're going to have a track now, Love Strong by Warm Dusha, And then we're going to come back and we're going to talk to Vanessa about big women and about her film. Welcome back to Roaring Twenties Radio. Uh, My name's Emma We're on Soho Radio and we're here with Swedish Vanessa. Hello! Hello. And we're going to talk about Big Women and we're going to talk about your films. So do you want to start with telling us about the show Big Women? Tell us about The Collective.
6: Yeah, so this is really exciting. Uh, Since end of February, beginning of March, um, Sarah Lucas has curated a show uh, called Big Women. And it's in a fantastic art museum funded uh, by uh, tax uh, money, I suppose. It's called First Sight, and it's in Colchester. A gigantic building that's got no straight walls whatsoever, so it's quite difficult to show art in it, I suppose. But uh, you can manage because, you know. Um, Anyway, so that's that's on until the 18th of June, which is amazing. It's been several months already. And there's loads of people. that have never had so many people come and see this because it's big women. <laughs> <laughs> and you can take that as you want. Big what? What? You know, if you if you go on Instagram, you put in big women. This is quite funny because before the show, if you go hashtag big women, all you see are flesh and big boobs and big this and big fat things and whatever and lovely women, you know. But during the opening and all that, if you cr- put big women, you suddenly saw Sarah, <laughs> Sarah Lucas' uh, car with, uh, with her um, bunnies, uh, you'd see my uh, nymph uh, troll on the video, uh, you'd see all these other artists' work suddenly, and, and with the, the yellow background colour that we had for the show. So, and then after a few while, then you, you, go, you, you did big women and it was like flesh again, you know. So it's kind of <laughs> funny, but big women, that's the thing. Anyway, so uh, there's, uh, I'm going to read you out all the people that are in there. There's about 24 uh, girls, women, and uh, it's um, by artists called Renata Adela, Erika Orkelund, Fiona Banner, Aka The Vanity Press, Kate Boxer, Yoko Brown, An- Ang- Angela Bullock, Philippa Claydon, Sonia Cud adams Swedish Vanessa, which is me, Maggie Hambling, Pam Hogg, Rachel Howard, uh, Merlin Hemphries, who is no longer with us, I'm so sorry. She passed away very recently. Uh, Patricia Jordan, Princess Julia, Abigail Lane, Tori Lawrence, Millie Laws, Polly Morgan, Claire Palmier, Georgina Starr, Millie Thompson, Gillian Jill- Waring, Sue Webster and Lucas herself. That's what? a long list. Oh, and a really it's an good impressive good list. list. Yeah. And I mean, uh, I've seen the program. It's not really finished yet, so I'm not going to go into details and stuff. But basically, uh, over the weekend, on the 13th and 14th of May, there's going to be the Big Women uh, art film. So it's a nearly like a little festival but that we're, that we're doing. So I was designing it so that uh, there'll be plenty of time for breaks and so on and fun and parties and drinks and poetry and other things. So it's a bit of a... Like, um, it'll be a surprise. Surprises will happen. But please, please, come up there on the 13th and 14th of May. Do a thing. Come to Colchester and stay in some of their hotels. There's plenty of hotels there, and we're going to have a cracking laugh, man. And we're going <laughs> to we really watch so <laughs> much movies, so many films of complete variety. It's just crazy, the amount of different uh, films there. And Sarah will have her own films, too, with loads of eggs and... Who shows in Mexico she did, and all sorts. And Sue Webster was showing, is showing her dirty house in Shoreditch, how that happened and how that got tra- transformed Yeah, the architect... Polly Morgan is showing something, I don't know what, it's a secret. (laughs) Uh, Gillian Waring is showing a fantastic, uh, iconic thing that she did in Peckham in the 90s, I think. Again, uh, I think when she's dancing, maybe in the shopping centre. I don't know, it's an enormous list, but, you know, just get there. Um, There's more info to actually look at. um, I'm
2: I'm looking at the list now and I'm really intrigued by why did you choose to have the 52nd Venice Biennale? Is that from the main show? It's just like a, it's like a selection of films from 2007 at Venice. Yes, yeah, t- so
6: I'm showing like I'm showing yeah. quite a long film. It's about 77 minutes yeah. long. It's called I called it Vanessa's Art Diaries because yeah. I recently I recently saw Andy Warhol's Art Diaries on the telly. Or it was is it just called Diaries? Maybe no, it's called Art Diaries. I think yes. So I thought that's exactly what it is. I don't want to have a fancy name or anything. It's yeah. just my fucking art diaries. It's no one else's. It's not. I can't say it's the YBA's diaries It's all. It's just like my, yeah. my thing. And there's some Finnish screaming men in there, and there's some private stuff too in there, and there's someone hmm, hmm, with someone, and hmm, hmm, and beep beep, <laughs> and you know there's all sorts of things going on there. But uh, basically, what I'm showing then is like high eight like really old footage that Mm. i've been sort of cleaning up over lockdown you know when we were going crazy alone in my flat i started to digitalize that stuff and um i wasn't really sure what i was going to do with but i just felt like it's time to look at what i did in my life what have i done (laughs) (laughs) what did we do do i remember anything yes because of the tapes it suddenly thought ah i actually did live a life in the 90s as well and stuff so um, then when Sarah asked me to be part of this show, exhibition called Big Women, she just gave me free hands and she said, do what the heck you want, Vanessa. Just out with it. Show me what you've been doing. So, And, and since First Sight has their own cinema there, it's oh. about 200-seat cinema inside the building. So it's quite a crazy, amazing building, really. I, ho- I wish it was down here as well. We should have two First Sights. It's
2: not too far, culture. <laughs> <but. laughs> it's
6: not far at all, it's 40 minutes on one train and one hour 10 minutes with another train mm-hmm. there's two different train stations there which i can never remember what the names are but there's two different ones but um so that's easy to get to so if you can if you can't st- stay over there and sleep with us because you're welcome to sleep with us you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you give me a massage it's all good but uh no i'm joking. But um so you can just come for the day, uh, but there will be a programme and we will put that uh, on on the first but side. It was, website, it was
1: such a good feeling at the opening launch of this and I loved it so much and I'm... Um Yeah, I'm just really excited about the people that um, Sarah's pulled together. Um, I've been I've been invited to put in a couple of poetry films, and I'm going to be doing a poetry um, gig there as well. And it feels like a thing. It's like, oh, I'm a big woman now, (laughs) and I I really like that I am now considered a big woman. This is good. I like it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
6: Yeah, Yeah, we're so pleased that you're doing that too. That you're in there, coming in there, giving
1: it, giving it all. Yeah, you know I will. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And which of your films are you showing?
1: Oh, you'll have to wait and see. I'm um, going gonna, gonna to let them see announce see. that. But yeah.
6: And I just wanted to say as well, like you've been mentioning Isaac Julian. He's actually in my little film as well when <laughs> oh, we're wonderful. having a Egg Easter Bonanza in France. So he's there on there. There's um, Jay Dropling when he's in Greenwich Main Time being schizophrenic. Uh, there is lots of different exhibitions that Sarah did in New York and her first show with Sadie in St. John's Lofts. Oh, my God. With people like Kareth, Wynne Evans, and oh, all those people were there. We looked so young. Everyone looked so young. Sounds
2: like an amazing document of that time, which yeah, people are so alcohol. endlessly fascinated with. Yeah. Like. yeah, and it's kind of like, uh, it's, it's sort of done in a in a bit of a rush in a
6: way, because I'm just showing three to seven minute clips of each story. So it's like... Four minutes of that, and that's it. Bang, and then to the next one, then to the next one. So after these 77 minutes, you're quite tired because it's full of intensive feelings you get from all these things. For example, Gigi, lovely, oh, yeah, late Gigi. Gigi. Gigi Januzzi. Gigi Wow, what I used to call him. <laughs> he was driving his uh, car for his uh, car, his boat <laughs> in Venice, and shouting, screaming, and we were all dressed up to our toes because it was Tracy Emin's um, party we were going to. In some palazzo somewhere, and he was quite fur- further away in this canal. And he's driving and he's sh- chased by the bloody police. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: so typical, and, and we, Gigi. Uh, so basically,
6: he does like turns, he does turns underneath these enormous yachts that we beforehand, no. beforehand, we were on it having champagne, and now we're being chased by the police under these you know, enormous yachts. And I'm holding my camera thinking, okay, this is it, I am, we are gonna fall into the water. I'm falling in, but I'm going to save my camera. Whatever happens, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so stuff like that that's in there, and it's quite fun, you know. So yeah, I'm happy about that. I'm really excited. Oh, it really excited. Fantastic.
2: Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, do you think you'll do anything more with the footage? Well, I don't know yet. Yes, yes,
6: there will be more things. There's uh, there's plans to do something else with it. Actually, I'm talking with other people now. Oh, yes. that's
2: fantastic.
6: And. um uh, and then uh, there's always more. Maybe I need to go and clean more.
2: <laughs>
6: yes. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> I have to clean and find some more. Uh, uh, yeah. So, no, there's loads of th- things. Also, um, with Millie Laws, for example, that you guys know from the Colony Room. Yeah, yeah. She has this incredibly big mural. Oh, so uh, beautiful. There that uh, sort of collaborated with her on. And um, so she's standing in the Colony Room with a dress wearing the Colony Room print, which is a, fa- which is a fabric which we had made. And she's, we've now made another one which has got her on top of her. So it's like <laughs> Millie Laws onto, in, onto Molly, Millie Laws on top of Millie Laws. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and it's just schizophrenic. You get drunk when you look at that picture, actually, yeah. you know, that, that fabric. So that's, that you can even get that now online on my website, Swedish Vanessa. All
2: right, .com. wonderful. And that's where <laughs> everyone can find com.
6: Yeah, and also firstsite.co.uk. That's the main site for that will be have that will have more information, but I will write a lot about the film thing on my site too, so.
2: Fantastic. Yeah. All right, wonderful. Well, oh, thanks so much, Vanessa. Thank thanks you. for coming on. I cannot wait. I haven't seen You're Big Women. You're going to come with me. I'm coming. I'm You're coming, coming
1: with, with me. Yeah. Kind of oh, yeah, me. also,
6: you've got to yeah. see Matt Corleyhaw's show here in London. Oh, yes. oh, you've
2: yes. got to. I'm
1: really sorry. You went to see a show last night, I right, went last didn't night. You? That's why yeah. I look so
6: disheveled, and I'm so glad we're on radio, <laughs> because, fuck, you know, you couldn't see me now. But, no, that was amazing. It's called, um, uh, all, what is it called? All Things Fall. And uh, he's got this incredible zoetrope thing going on there, uh, which uh, you just have to see. You can't even film it because it's just something that you have to feel and see. You even feel the wind of these objects moving around. It's oh, the most wow. beautiful thing I have seen in my entire life, actually. Oh, wow. That's which gallery is it that? It's called the out. Bomb Factory.
2: Oh, I know the Bomb Factory. Ah. And so that's in Marlebone now, that's isn't it? That's it. Number yeah.
6: 206 Marlebone Road. And, yeah. and the space itself is really brilliant. It reminds me of the 90s. It's got this kind of concrete... Stuff and it's like looks quite disheveled and beautiful and lovely and fantastic. So please go there,
1: yeah. Um. So don't miss that. It's Matt Collishaw's show, and then don't miss uh, Big Women at First Sight, the 13th, the 14th of and May. Grenfell,
2: and Grenfell, yes, we were yeah, just we talking need to talk about, about that. Grenfell. Yeah. It's like this is the film by Steve McQueen, which they launched kind of like it was kept secret, I think. People maybe knew that he was working on something, like he said he was working on something, but it was not discussed. And it was just launched one article in The Guardian, big interview, and it was open at the Serpentine. Mm. And I went down to see it uh, as part of a kind of press view. And and we didn't know what to expect. I had no idea what to expect. And not to spoil it for people, but I think it's quite widely known now. It's one panning shot that lasts 20 minutes. And it just is a phenomenal piece of art, but it also reminds you documentation. what Documentation.
6: Yes, documentation too. Yes, because uh-huh. it
2: circles the building and it it's just...
1: Oh, Banksy.
2: <laughs> we have a dog in the studio.
6: No, this is Banksy.
2: Oh, Yes.
1: Yeah, <laughs> no, It actually is Banksy. Yeah. Oh, oh sorry, sorry.
2: Sorry, Banksy. <laughs> he <laughs> sounds like that when he gets agitated. I- Revealed his identity. <laughs> but basically the film is just like a panning shot and it goes round the building and in that being quite meditative and quite slow and very... You know, you've got time to take it in what you're looking at. It really makes you think about yeah. what happened.
6: It's a very personal thing. And yeah. you could hear a pin drop in there, my God. Mm.
2: People, yes, just complete silence, and it's not forced. You just, I think one thing that I realised, I'm not sure what your response was to it, but my response was, I think was reminded. I think we're all really scarred by it. Obviously, the people that lost people, Mm. that is, and people that died themselves, that's the ultimate tragedy and the ultimate loss. But really, I think having that happen in your city. It, it felt like a kind of wound.
10: Mm, completely. And to,
2: re- to be reminded that that really happened and how it happened, because you can see the texture of the building. You can see what happened. It's like, you know, they're having the inquiry and everything, but just really looking at the texture of that building and looking at the shape of the fire, you're very well aware of what, you can see what happened.
6: I mean, I hope uh, there's none of that cladding ever in any building in the world. I know. <laughs> they're
2: still taking it off. Well, you know. Yeah. And
6: also, are you going to listen to someone if they say you must stay in? There's a fire. You must stay in. Never. Mm. You save your own lives. Mm. Do what you want in yeah. a situation like that.
5: Yeah,
2: mm. absolutely. Yeah. But it was a phenomenal piece of work, and it's on at the Serpentine. At the
6: Serpentine Gallery. Just
2: yeah. yeah. so yeah. make sure you go and see London. that. Yeah. And yeah. you need to book a ticket, but it is free. Yeah. Okay. And I think it's on for not. It's on for a month, so I think it's maybe on. For a couple more weeks and then it'll be over so book your tickets if you want to see that it's a very beautiful film mm-hmm. okay so now we're going to have a track by one of i really love this band they're really wacky they're definitely i think they're a wacky band and this is uh burnt pictures by Audio. Bugs.
11: One for you, one for me. Come on, lie right, down on the team that dungeon. You can have anything you
12: want on uh, the cocky thing that's
11: after spot, but you know, you don't know, wanna I wanna stay a little more. I wanna stay a little more. <laughs>
1: Hello, hello, hello. You're listening to Roaring 20s Radio on Soho Radio. I'm here in the studio with Amma Rose and Matt and Dean Atta and Swedish Vanessa, and we're having the best time. We're listening to music, we're talking about art, we're talking about cool stuff to do, and it's just, yeah, this is the happy place. Well done. Stay there, stay tuned. Okay, so it's now my turn to do my little books roundup Selena's book Pulse bag And in my book post bag this week, um, I have so many books, I get a little bit anxious whenever I do this section on this show because I don't want to miss anyone out. So instead of trying to do like a massive list of like 20 books and being worried that I'm getting it wrong and going too fast, I just selected a handful. But if you would like to see the rest of the Roaring Twenties book list, it's up on uh, bookshop.org and it's already up at something like 70 books we've really been like busy with the book, um, with the books this year, 2023 is an incredible year for publishing and for new things anyway, look out for that list there and you'll find a whole bunch of amazing things if you're looking for your next binge read okay, so I'm just going to talk about a couple of books, so this book I'm absolutely obsessed with, this is Annabelle Hirsch A History of Women in 101 Objects, goes really nice nicely actually with some of the things we've been talking about with Sarah Lucas's curated show Big Women so I'm just going to read a tiny bit from the introduction a history of women in 101 objects extends through the past like a long hallway on which here and there I open a door or pull something down off a shelf to shed light on certain aspects of history or tell a particular story there are one hundred and one objects here but they could just as well have been two hundred three hundred a thousand it was hard to place a limit because the history of women and their objects is unbelievably rich so much richer than you might think it is manifold and sometimes sad and often insanely amusing Sometimes it makes you want to shout for joy to see how strong and resourceful and wily women have always been, how close even our most distant relatives are to us, how similar our thoughts concerns and ambitions despite all, all that separates us. The history of women is neither exhaustive nor definitive, but nor does it want to be. Above all, it hopes to inspire you to dig deeper, to get things down from the shelves of history, to look for details and anecdotes and all those supposedly irrelevant matters, and to find in them material links to a world still far too unknown to us the world that belongs to the women of history. And I read that and I was like, whoa. But it is, it's just, I mean, it's the sort of book, you can sit and read it from beginning to end, or you can kind of dip read it. But there's so many things in it. The first, um, the first item that she's chosen is the healed femur. And this is a story that I really love. The, um, this amazing, amazing woman called Margaret Mead. And she gave a university lecture talking about wh- when was the first um, evidence of civilization, And she says the first evidence is the healed femur because it indicates that someone nursed someone, that someone sat by someone. You see, if you broke your leg at the beginning of mankind, you would just be left to die and left to be yeah. eaten by a bear or wolf but the idea that there's a healed femur that shows yeah. that someone was practicing medicine and healing and trying to be a doctor and 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 that's just incredible yeah and that's the first sort of sign of humanity mm. and kindness and she starts with that and it just goes all kinds of things through history and um yeah anyway I should probably stop and stop going on about it. But yeah, Annabelle Hirsch, A History of Women in 101 Objects. The next book I want to tell you about, I'm just going to, I haven't started this yet, but I'm very excited. I'm always a big fan of poets that are challenging themselves and doing things that are unusual and new and, and Difficult, and there's nothing more difficult than jumping, as I, sh- can, I should know from sorry, experience. There's nothing more difficult than trying to jump from doing poetry to writing novels. And Dean, also, we can talk about that yeah, in a I'd minute. It's quite a thing to be, you know, go under the label of poet and then to go into the label of novelist. Absolutely. I think it's quite a jump, and also quite a natural thing. I don't know why it's treated like a jump, but it, it's uh, this uh, first book that I want to talk about is Andrew Macmillan's Pity. Um, it's coming soon. Here's a little bit of blurb set across three generations of a South Yorkshire mining family Andrew Macmillan's slim and magnificent debut novel is a lament for a lost way of life as well as a celebration of resilience and the possibility for change. So I'm really looking forward to diving into that, I've just got a I'm very lucky, I've got a proof copy here but he's got amazing um, amazing write-ups here, uh, quotes on the back, His Max Porter, pity pays a great poet's tough but tender attention to the unspoken layers and historic physios which lie beneath the wounded town of the self this beautiful book about the marks that are left on people and places, in turn leaves a deeply emphatic mark on the reader. And that's Mac Porter there talking about Andrew Macmillan. I mean, if you trust a poet and you like their work, you're going to love their novel. So I'm going to it's a high recommendation from me. Now here's another one, a poet writing experimental fiction here. This is Megan Barker. She lives in South Wales. She has a background in theatre and her plays have been produced at venues such as the Soho Theatre and the Arches and the Traverse and the Tron. And she also write song lyrics um, for Quiet River of Dust by Richard Reed Parry. Kit is her first novel and it's being put out by Cheerio Press who I love and so it's like a lovely gorgeous book now again I've, I'm very lucky I've got a uh, proof here but I had a good I've had a good sort of like little, little little tasty little look at the beginning of it and it's just beautiful. Absolutely fantastically written and I really love that so highly recommend that. That's Kit by Megan Barker coming soon. And now something a little bit more mainstream. This is my pick for the Women's Prize I really think this is going to, um, I mean you can never know who's going to win these things, but, um, fire rush by Jacqueline Crooks. I just really, well, I love the cover for a start. We've got a woman like really owning it with her big Afro and hoop earrings and what's not to love in that. And of course it's red, gold and green, but, um, yeah this is the one that I've been that I that I really hope wins and it's a debut about love loss freedom and double reggae fire rush is an electrifying state of the nation novel and an unforgettable portrait of black womanhood so look out for that I just I just got that um and uh, I've just started it and uh, yeah just I get it I love it it's it's right up my street okay so Again, if you want to see any more of my recommendations, you can go to the Roaring Twenties Radio page, uh, Ra- Roaring Twenties Radio list on bookshop.org. And now let's talk about books. We've got Dean Atta in the studio here with us. Hello, Dean. Hello,
4: Selina. How are you, you
1: doing, my friend? It's so
4: delicious to have you here in person. Oh, it's lovely to be here. Yeah. It's, I'm doing really well. I'm doing really well. And um, it's been great to be part of this show. And just, I love how you all have this outlet to talk about the things you're passionate about I think it's such a brilliant way to spend some time and the listeners must love this because um, they get so many great tips of what to check out so uh, well done to you thank for you. curating this can I um can I just ask you what you're reading at the moment or what books you're into um yeah I'm reading a book called all boys aren't blue by Um, George M. Johnson and it's a book from America it's about a black queer boy it's um, like a coming of age story it's a memoir but it's a memoir written for teenagers so it's been quite controversial it's been um, banned and um, challenged in many um, parts of America that
1: makes me want to read it yeah exactly exactly (laughs) give me the title and the name again
4: All Boys Aren't Blue by George M. Johnson okay and um, it's a fabulous book and I feel really inspired reading it I feel like he's very insightful as an adult looking back Back on his childhood and his teens, he knows kind of those key moments that either traumatized him or shaped him or turned him into an activist and made him challenge authority figures in his life, whether they were teachers, parents, pastors, you know what I mean? And I think that... Um to reflect upon as an adult is great and to show teenagers um this kind of like how you build this resilience and how you build your confidence and and learn to be an activist from a young age i think it's a great example so i'm i'm kind of uh yeah really loving it and i think it's it's great that this book has been written for teenagers because i think as someone that writes for teenagers uh, you are always worried about what where you can go and, and what areas you can cover but he kind of has a great author's note at the beginning that kind of explains why he's talking about hard-hitting issues like racism and sexual assault and you know homophobia and the things that he does encounter throughout his real life story so um, more power to him yeah, but america's a bit him. wild at the moment in yeah. terms of book bannings and challenging yeah, books um scary. so especially
2: for young people yeah. right
4: even my book, *The Black Flamingo*, um, has been banned and challenged in some oh, parts what? of America as well. I'm sorry. Yeah, so it isn't. Um, it, it is kind of widespread, and it's books that are dealing with race and sexuality and gender um, that certain um, parts of the states are kind of really kind of clamping down on. It doesn't mean they're going to not be sold in bookstores. It means that um, public libraries and schools aren't able to stock them, which I think is the real tragedy because those that can't afford to buy books won't have access to those books. And um, you know, I grew up under Section. 28 here in the yeah. UK, when LGBT books weren't in libraries and schools and teachers couldn't say it was okay to be gay. You know, they weren't allowed to promote homosexuality. That's what it said in the legislation. And that was for my whole school career. And I know for my generation, it did uh, a lot of damage. And it really, we lacked role models. We lacked the example of, of, of who we knew we were, but didn't see it out there in society. Maybe if we stayed up late at night and watched Channel 4, do you know what I mean? So it's yeah. very hard to, to kind of like see yourself reflected back in society under those kinda of conditions where, you know, things are being banned that represent people like you. So yeah, I, I'm I'm really um troubled by it and I try and I try and stay up to date with it but America's so huge and it's happening in every state and every part of every state they're having to constantly defend these books and go to panels and sift through the books and try and find you know what's the problem why are people challenging this book like I've read some of the transcripts from like when my book has been up um, and challenged and and, and one of them they couldn't find anything wrong and they couldn't find any reason for it to be challenged or taken off the shelves Um, but the challenge means that while it's being investigated it has to be pulled so that's what they're doing they're just trying to like that make it ridiculous. difficult all for all us I'm so sorry to hear that. Yeah. yeah
2: it's all quite strategic isn't it
1: and I think follow- it may
4: affect what gets published I hope not I hope the publishers are going to stand strong on it, but I yeah. think a lot of authors are saying the publishers aren't standing strong enough. Well, like we said this. earlier,
1: I mean, any book that's banned makes me want to read it more. Yeah, Makes yeah. me want to promote it more, boost <laughs> it more. But if also, you're listening yeah. to this, buy all of Dean Adder's books. Now. <laughs> <laughs> it's an act of protest at this yes. point. <laughs> yes. But it okay. comes
2: back to money as well. Mm. Like you're saying, it's like those publishers who can afford to kind of, take a hit maybe Mm. as if sales are coming in waves if something comes off the shelves for a bit it's you know it's one thing but maybe for other publishers smaller imprints and things like that yeah they'll be really thinking hard about what they can afford to so they may be like oh we'll
4: wait and see and they kind of sit on certain books you know so who knows what's going I'm not in the head of the publishers uh, but as authors I know authors are really angry about this so yeah Thanks for letting me get that off my yeah. chest, Selena. Thank you for <laughs> getting that off. No, that's
1: <laughs> wonderful. Thank you. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna have a little piece of music and then we'll come back to more poetry and art and all things good. Mm. Yes. Don't touch that dial. <laughs>
13: être né, le chemin est si beau du berceau au tombeau. J'ai perdu mes lunettes, ça va être la fête. Les soldats sont partis couverts de confettis, le temps est un bateau, la terre est un gâteau. Le monde est un jardin, tenons-nous par la main Le chemin est si beau, du berceau au tombeau Nous nous promènerons dans l'odeur des goudrons Dans les papiers qui traînent blancs comme des migraines Blancs comme des mâles blancs près des chantiers dormants De beignets, de frites et de poulet Le chemin est si beau Du berceau au tombeau Nous irons voir flamber La ville Tu méfiée La vie est une foire J'ai mis ma robe en moire Mon frère est un raté Car il est décédé Allons-nous dévorer Dans les hôtels meublés Nous aurons des mégots au fond du lavabo. À l'aube les blessés cesseront de tousser. Nous aurons un bébé, nous l'entendrons pleurer comme de l'eau qui boue. Les enfants sont tous fous. Allons nous promener. Quel bonheur d'être né. Le chemin est si beau du berceau au tombeau. Ça va être la fête Les soldats sont partis
5: If everybody.
1: Selena Godden, we're here in the studio with Dean Atta and Swedish Vanilla Vanessa, <laughs> Swedish Vanilla, Swedish <laughs> nice. Vanessa. I'd have some of Anna that. Rose, Abraham, Matt Abbott, and uh, we're hanging out. We're having a chat, and we're talking about poetry and books and art and all the good stuff. So, um, Dean, what yes. can you tell me? What
4: have you been? What, what are you working on at the moment? Can you tell us? I can tell you. Yeah, I'm working on my memoir for Canongate, Gate, which is called "Person Unlimited: An Ode to My Black Queer Body." Um, so I'm writing a lot about the body, using the chakra points as kind of like touchstones to kind of like for each part of the book. And um, yeah, going into my my life, you know, my, my life, my relationship with my body through the years, um, being black and queer, being racialized, being sexualized. Um, Claiming my own, you know, bodily autonomy and power. Um, Fantastic! And, yeah, it's really good. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's been really fun, and so like it's um yeah, it's taken me to some places, but I've been having therapy alongside it, so I feel like I've been looking after myself as well. So yeah, it's 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 really good, and it's going to come out in um 2024 with Cunninggate probably about May time, but we're just saying spring at the moment. So oh, we'll see. Oh, lovely! Well, we must wow. do some gigs and things together. Absolutely. So I have a memoir
1: out in May with Gate too wow so we will be sibling memoir thought it? Books, yeah. <laughs> so that's going to be really good i think we're very
4: connected publishing wise like my my poetry collection that came out last year has a lovely quote on the front from <gasps> selena godden what does it, <laughs> oh, so what does it say selena <laughs> oh,
1: let me quote myself dean atta a poet of the finest order a most tender passionate and powerful voice a light in the 21st century Selena Godden, everyone. Thank you. Yeah, so
4: this collection, this is my most recent book, and that came out in September 2022 with Nine Arches Press. And I worked with the amazing editor Jane Kamein on that, who is just a legend. Um, And this kind of collects the work that I've been writing since my first book in 2013. My first poetry collection came out in 2013. And then I kind of like, you know, just enjoyed that being in the world and then like i kind of was doing a lot of teaching i did a master's degree in writing and teaching working in lots of schools and then was inspired to write for for young adults so then i wrote two young adult novels that have come out and then i was like but i'm still a poet and i (laughs) want a poetry collection and um yeah jane jane wanted to publish it so we put it together and it's um it's been nice because i never stopped writing my poetry for myself whilst i was writing the novels you know i i needed to write the novels because they were the, the books that i needed to see in the world because they were the books i wanted When I was a teenager, you know, talking about being black and queer and being loved and supported and having, you know, fun and adventure and um, celebrating your identity, um, but it not just being about the identity, being about so many other things. So, writing my novels has been just such a joy and such a pleasure. And um, novels in verse for any poets, like a series of poems telling a story, it's just actually quite a a nice way to build up your narrative like just a poem at a time it felt really like um like building a jigsaw puzzle um rather than kind of like i did have a narrative arc but at the same time you could take things out slot things in and it would still work which i think would be much trickier with a prose novel but it was really really fun to do um so i recommend anyone who already writes poetry try write a novel in verse why not amazing
1: amazing <laughs> i think the first time i read a novel in verse or one of the first times was bernardine everisto oh yeah the, uh, yeah i remember that it was years ago mm, yeah mm, i'm going mm. wow this is really a new way yeah. of writing yeah yeah, yeah. so
6: do you, do you ever do audiobooks with your poems
4: i did um the audiobook of the black flamingo which is the first novel I in love. verse and i loved doing that um and that character is much closer to me than in my second novel only on the weekends it needed like nigerian accent scottish accent and so um i got a lovely actor to do that one which was really fun to hear someone else read your words it's always a, yeah, it's uh, a trip isn't it it's so an honour
6: I, really, I really think it helps so I mm. don't read so much poetry because yes. I don't know how to read them sometimes because uh-huh. if I read it in my rhythm I might mm-hmm. do it wrong okay. so I want to sometimes hear the the uh, artist do it themselves so I, are you I'm asking
4: sure. me to read a poem yes, I think that's yeah. what's happening <laughs> <laughs> what perfect segue (laughs) should i do it now selena is that all Please, please do okay so this is from there is still love here and this is two black boys in paradise they won't be here forever maybe just as long as this poem these two black boys in paradise two black boys can you see them these two black boys are free these two black boys are happy black boys are real boys black boys are not just little men do you believe black boys are real like for real for real real black boys feel these two black boys are a healing did you poison the apple already did you dig up the tree are you trying to plant these two black boys in the ground did you call them apple thieves did you call the police there are no police in paradise there are no white people in this paradise the two boys in this poem have black boy names They have grown up now, but their names still suit them. Masculinity has not been required of them. They are in love with each other, and they are in love with themselves. One kisses the other's Adam's apple. They don't make babies. Maybe paradise is just meant for two people at a time. Maybe it will be two black girls in paradise next time. Maybe they won't have to be boys or girls. Maybe it will be you in paradise with that person you have in mind right now.
2: back. This is Roaring 20s Radio.
1: On Soho Radio.
2: <laughs> and yeah um, we're so happy to be coming to you on this if you're listening live Saturday morning. If you're not whatever time it is that you're listening at um, we've been having a lovely show Um with Swedish Vanessa, Dean Atter, and obviously my wonderful co-hosts, Selena and Matt. We've just heard a wonderful poem by Dean. Thank you. And I think we're going to come back to that interview now. So I'm really interested. I remember you doing a really cool... Um, theatre performance with Black Flamingo and I think it was just because I followed you on Instagram yeah. that I saw that and I wanted to ask what was it like taking that book and making it into a performance because it was like a one-man show wasn't it
4: yeah so with the Black Flamingo it was a book about a boy doing drag for the first time and the character in the Black Flamingo he's um eighteen, nineteen, when he does drag but I'd never done drag in my teens so I was writing this book in my 30s and I was like well I can't write about doing drag without doing drag so I did drag so I did a course first at the Royal Vauxhall Tavern called the Art of Drag which is run by Michael Twaits and um that's still going it's an amazing course so I recommend it a 10-week drag course every Monday evening it was when I was doing it and then you have your draguation at the RVT <laughs> um, and you get to perform to a really lovely audience because I remember
1: you've got lovely legs.
4: Yeah, I do. You have exactly. really good Tina exactly. tana legs. Yeah, <laughs> and that was it. The confidence drag gave me, I got to imbue that into the character of Michael in the book. And, you know, it gave me a different relationship to my body, gave me a relationship to dressing up and doing makeup, which I never allowed myself to do as a boy, as a teenager. Like, I had mm. lots of friends, girls that would want to put makeup on me. I'd be like, no, 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 I don't want to do all that. Um, But I did it in my 30s and it just just changed my relationship to my body and it helped make this character more authentic because you know now I'd done drag I could describe what it was like to do your makeup and the camaraderie in the dressing room before a show to do a drag performance and you know how gender just kind of becomes this kind of fluid thing and everyone's everything and I'd always appreciated it as an audience member and then I got to live it and so I wanted to take that out and do it in different places so I had um, a residency at Tate Britain with my friend Ben Connors and he was doing mural inspired by my poetry and i was doing drag performances and inviting other performers along like reese's pieces and travis alabanza keith jarrett um, remy graves so many amazing people came and performed amazing. we made a zine a black flamingo zine which you can still find on the tate website and in their archive which feels amazing to have br- brought together lots of people talking about their identity their experiences through poetry art um, prose and that was really wonderful that it wasn't just me and my book it was like a collaborative community experience inspired by selena godden definitely always um but just the people <laughs> that have inspired me most are those that have gathered others around people like malika booker and i've been a member of malaika 's poetry kitchen for for many years and and like the people that kind of just create space for others so i just wanted to pay that forward because so many people have done that for me and i think having black queer spaces, like or focusing on black queer people and everyone's welcome to come and experience with us. That was something I really enjoyed doing. So I did shows at King's Place, at Keats House, um, at the Roundhouse. Like so yeah, I took it on the road basically. And yeah. um I think had it not been for COVID, I would have kind of kept doing shows with the Black Flamingo cabaret. Um but then yeah, kind of drifted into writing the next novel basically after that and um, that was based and inspired on my experiences in Scotland and so I set that book in Glasgow which was so fun to do and then then the next poetry collection so yeah the Black Flamingo Cabaret could come back Um, if anyone wants to program it like come with a good budget let's do it (laughs) because I want to pay my performers you know because it's uh, it's a lot of work whether you're doing drag or not just putting yourself on stage being vulnerable being open sharing your experiences Um, artists need to get paid yeah you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah to that.
4: Yeah. But I, I'm up for doing that another another day. The black flamingo shall fly again.
6: <laughs> yeah. Imagine if you had it on stage. So you'd have a wall in between and it mm-hmm. says before Big Time and then after Big Time. Yeah. So you have this kind of a transformation room in the middle and oh, things happen. So yeah, yeah. It'd be quite interesting.
4: I, the, the, the oh, let's episode.
1: collaborate, Vanessa. <laughs> 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 You heard it here first.
4: Yeah, I think you can see the possibilities. I I can't see because <laughs> I just know what I know. And you you know you've seen so many artists do so many things. And like when I was at the Tate, I was like. Imposter syndrome, that's probably the only time in my life I felt imposter syndrome, because I was like, why did I get a residency at Tate Britain? This seems ridiculous, (laughs) absurd. (laughs) But then I was like, why the heck not? And you know why I actually got it? Because I was doing stuff on their education programme, teaching workshops to schools, and I said, you see this space, can we just, like, do something? And they just said yes. They just said yes. And so it was like going from being in the education department to being programmed by the Tate and being given a budget to put things on. And it was just being bold enough or like random enough to just say can I have this space for a while and they were just like yes so shoot your shot everyone
6: <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> absolutely well at, at first sight as well talking about drag artists uh, mm. they have something called boozy brushes Ooh. every week and i'm thinking what booze i love to have booze yeah 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 they drink and they do live uh, live drawing of, of a beautiful drag queen oh, there, amazing. with wigs and everything, and they're having a complete laugh there. So yeah, oh my gosh, we've got to go to that. Exactly, it's <laughs>
2: <Yes. laughs> <Yes. laughs> a lot of fun. We're coming to the end of the show, sadly. Now I feel like we could go on for much, much longer. I feel like I could talk for ages, and we'll probably, we may talk. In the afternoon, but it sadly it won't be broadcasted. Probably, probably, yeah, yeah. But um, so, yeah, but this this has been such a pleasure of a show. It's been great fun. Yeah, yeah I'm it's awake It's been now. so good.
1: <laughs> I'm just going to say something about going back to imposter syndrome. Mm. Better to have imposter syndrome than the opposite of imposter syndrome, mm. which would be like some kind of entitlement, mm. you know, kind of like. You know, like oh, I'm yeah. taking this and it's, you know, that's kind of, I pref- I'm glad that I've still got, get imposter syndrome. Yeah. I'm glad I still stand there in my humanity and in my humbleness and go, oh my God. Yeah. Because it wouldn't be very shiny life if you were just walking around going, of course I expected this. Mm. Of course I expected this. <laughs> that wouldn't be a very surprising and joyful way to live. No. So, so big up the imposter syndrome. <laughs> Absolutely. Big it up. It's it shows true. that you, you're still seeing yourself in all kinds of ways and, mm. and still imagining that there's more imagine there's more fun to more fun to have and things you haven't even imagined yet absolutely and I love that yeah <laughs> just wanted to say that anyway. well said yeah. totally we
6: want surprises as well more yeah no don't expect it don't say everything beforehand sometimes even people when when they say private view they show all the work beforehand don't oh. show everything. Yeah. Show a teaser.
1: Yeah. Street, just flash a bit of ankle. Yeah.
6: Exactly. Flash a bit of ankle. Show half of the
1: painting. Yeah. Flash a bit of ankle. Keep your quim in. <laughs> just... okay. Quim.
2: Where did that come from? <laughs> Apple Z. Quim. What I'm is this? It's quim. not the bad sex awards, Selena. Oh, oh, you don't need to hear the word quim.
1: Sorry about that, listeners. I don't know I where really the think, word yeah, quim, that, quim popped up it's from.
2: It's yeah. hilarious.
6: Anyway, you've got to see this radio place here, Soho Radio. It's actually on Broadwick Street, and people can see in here. We can see out. Yes. We're a bit like
2: some kind of zoo here. People look into us, but it's amazing. It's really fun. we yeah, so get really to see nice. everybody going about their day. It's re- I really love it Yeah, we here. can really
1: see all Soho fashion right now. There's a lot of girls doing trainers and leather or fake leather trousers going on. That seems to be the hot thing in Soho, London, right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, ripped jeans, I'm seeing. And yeah.
6: It's opposite the Leon and the Ivy. Anyone who eats there, they can go and
2: hello, are you there?
1: Don't tell them that. <laughs> Someone might come and get me because I said Quim.
2: <laughs> That's definitely going to be upshot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. All right, wonderful. So, so what do we have any anybody have anything
1: they want to plug before we go? Yeah. Apart from obviously we want you all to come to Colchester to the first site to the Big Women exhibition on May 13th and 14th. Yes.
6: But even, you can go anytime, you know? He, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know, it's a really fantastic show there. There's also, next to the, our room where we're showing all our works, there is a fantastic guy called Mehdi. He's from Iran. He's got an exhibition called Art in Exile, where he's showing his um, um, rugs. Oh, yes, I saw that. They are, it's absolutely amazing. I love his work. Yeah, do yeah, you know his work? Yeah, I do, yeah. that's fantastic, because I didn't, and yeah. I saw, saw it before this show even, and... Um, he was a refu- so, sort of placed as a refugee in Stockholm, and he even did that painting of the the Queen of Sweden, and that he gave to the them, the government, and they said no because they thought it was bribery. But um, amazing stuff. Really, go and see him when you're there because he, he gets forgotten about maybe a little
1: bit, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's fantastic. Yeah, I, I met him. He was lovely, wasn't he? Yeah, I saw him at the at the opening. He's there apparently every day. <laughs> Really? Yep. Wow, wow, wow. Just speak to people. Okay. I can
4: recommend an exhibition by Ajamu X. Um, He's got an exhibition called The Patron Saint of Dark Rooms. And that's going to be at the Autograph Gallery in London from the 28th of April to the 2nd of September. And it's a free exhibition. And he does amazing art, a lot of it focusing on um, black queer bodies. And um, it's just beautiful, beautiful work. And so lots of nudity, expect nudity, beautiful black people and um, yeah, shock and Oh, um, and I've got a few gigs coming up in the next few months so in June I'll be at Jewel Dance Apples and Snakes um, event at the um, Rich Mix and so that'll be the 21st of June and then in July at the end of July I'll be at the Prima Donna Festival which I'm really looking forward to doing and that's going to be at the Food Museum in um, Stowmarket is that a place? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've never been so I'm looking yeah, forward yeah, to it yeah. if you're there see you there
1: <laughs> Fantastic so you've been listening to Dean Atta and Swedish Vanessa have you got websites where people can go and just look at your stuff and your dates and uh, things?
4: Deanatta.com and Dean Atta, Deanatta D E A N A T T A on all the social media. No verification on Twitter. <laughs>
6: <Have> <laughs> I'm found? not on Twitter. I am <laughs> on SwedishVanessa.com.
1: Okay, good, good, good. Um, our next show is it's 20th of May. The 20th of May, and we will have a new king then.
12: Oh.
10: I
1: know. oh, we've run out of time. <laughs> 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 We're going to leave you with some music. Thank you very much. Thank you, Swedish Vanessa. Thank, thank you, you, Dina. Been fun. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Essie. Thank you, Soho Radio. Thank you, Rose. And thank you, Selena. See you in Colchester, Selena. See you in Colchester.